Welcome to the Unearthed Man Podcast, the journey of becoming a conscious man, hosted by Milva. Hey all, Milva here, and welcome to episode 26 of the Unearthed Man Podcast. We're now nearing the end of season one, and it's been an amazing six months. With over 1,200 downloads across 20 countries and 140 plus cities, I continue to be overwhelmed with the support. To my loyal listeners, thanks for staying on the journey. If this is your first time listening, then welcome aboard. I'm sure you'll enjoy what you hear. If you're looking for me, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. Just search for The Unearthed Man. Otherwise, head to my website, theunearthedman.com. Now, on to today's episode. My guest today is a steel fixer working in the construction industry for 11 years. His purpose is to change the narrative in the construction industry to open up conversations for men who are struggling to speak up. He wants to let people in general know there's a community and support group here. His work today consists of being a core group member and leader in Melbourne for men's medicine. This resulted in him organising the first workshop and subsequent men's walk in Melbourne. Post this, he toured with men's medicine to New Zealand and within Australia to hold space for other men. He also used this opportunity to heal himself. He has since transitioned into the AMEND movement as a Melbourne core group leader for his own personal growth. This led him to hosting a second workshop event, which included 50 plus men. He now hosts and facilitates online breathwork meditation spaces for the AMEND members in Melbourne, along with sunrise and sunset catch-ups. I've attended these and found them to be beautiful, warm and loving sessions. His personal story goes like this. He was lost. He needed support. He was one of many men that struggled with suicidal thoughts, but he changed that story by diving deep into his own shit. He was one of the first on my list for the podcast, and I'm so happy that he agreed to drop in for a chat. Welcome to the Unearthed Man podcast, Bo Shan Nipia. Hey, buddy. How are you? Hey, how's it going? What's up? Yeah. <laughs> Good, thanks, man. It's great to have you on board. As I said, uh, you know, within that intro, as soon as I knew I was doing the podcast and because of the interactions we'd had, um, particularly with the men movement here in Melbourne and some of those uh, sunset sessions, which are just beautiful, it's like, man, I just got to get this on board. He's a beautiful man and he's got an absolutely beautiful story. Yeah, no, I oh, appreciate it um, for you reaching out to me. Um, like I said before, um, prior to this conversation, I was kind of yeah a bit nervous because I'm not much of a a man that steps out into these sort of spaces. I'm more sort of the backbone and do all the work behind the scenes uh, type of guy. So um, yeah, for me, this is just a privilege and honour to be here. So thank you very much. No, no worries. Thanks, man. Um, and just on that point, I mean, you know, that's exactly what I've seen of Bo. Um, when you know we get together and. There's, there's a place in Melbourne, it's called Point Ormond, and uh, we, it actually faces over east, so it's like a, a bit of a mound, um, and it's the most beautiful spot to see sunsets, and Bo's hosted these sunset sessions there before, but he's, he's just the most quietest, humble, beautiful, loving guy. Um, I remember first walking up, you know, he pinged me to say, hey, what's on? I walked up, I didn't know anybody, but you just welcomed me in, gave me a hug, you know, which for me, not having a solid brotherhood around me just meant so much to me. So, you know, the, the fact that you just welcomed me in and you always have, man, it's just, it's really deep in my heart. So, yeah, I really love the, love you for that and thank you very much. No worries. I think, yeah, it's, Point Ormond's is a pretty special place, place for me. Um, I think it was the beginning of my journey of healing, I guess, 
now that I reflect on it, you know, when I first started, uh, I guess, that self-development journey. So um, being able to, I guess, take men to a place where I started my journey and where um, a lot of my transitions happened um, and looking deep into myself, um, that place in particular um, has sort of helped, not only helped, helped me understand a lot about myself, but helped others understand a lot about themselves. So I think that's why we sort of go there. And it's a beautiful, beautiful spot um, for those people that haven't been down there um, in the afternoon for a you know sunset or even sunrises. There's some beautiful sunsets down there. So if you're, if you're ever in Melbourne, um, man, check it out if, you, yeah, if you're listening. So... Yeah, I uh, could not agree more. So, so let's let's head down to that space, man. So, you know, as you said, you started the journey, and then you know, so you've been in construction for eleven years. Uh, as you said, you've you're connected in with the men's medicine. What what sort of came first? Was it your you starting your journey, or coming across men's medicine, and that sort of uh, triggered you into the journey? And let's talk a little bit to that. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll dive into that. So, I think to begin to begin with. Uh, before even men's medicine was um, like to start off with, they were I was sort of going through a heap of shit on my own, and um, I I really struggled while I was in Melbourne to find support um, to be able to speak to people. Uh, you know, I obviously I, I went to counselling um, places to actually apply to 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 actually do some some sessions, but there was a lot big line of waiting lists, so. Obviously, there was nothing available at the time, and I really needed help. Uh, obviously, we go we go through stages in our lives, and you know I, I didn't feel worthy of being of living. So that was a huge turning point for me. So I I decided I was I was just actually scrolling on Facebook at the time, and I happened to come across a video, and um, it was a video of Watini doing the haka, but at the same time, it was like I could feel. Just watching that video, I felt I could feel what was going on. And um, I mentioned, I called out one of my cousins and I said, hey, cuz, come over and check this video out. And I just, I just explained to him, I said, oh, man, man, I feel like this this sort of thing is for me. Like it's it's, it's just, I don't know, it was calling me. And um, I just felt the energy that um, the boys at Men's Medicine were, I guess, producing. And uh, during that time, I... Yeah, I, I ended up sort of just booking a ticket. I rang Watini actually. I, I touched base with Watini and I said, "Hey man, I'm pretty interested in whatever you guys are doing." Like honestly, I just looked at. It. I didn't know what the hell they were doing to be honest. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It just was the video that was so, I guess, emotional and it looked like a lot of release. So I reached out to the bro Watini and um, I just said, "Hey man, I'm looking f- like I'm." I'm wanting to fucking do whatever you guys are doing. It looks, you know, it looks like something that I need to do. So I ended up booking my tickets, my flights, and uh, booking some accommodation over in the Gold Coast. And then, yeah, there I was. I was, I was off <laughs> the, the men's medicine journey. Uh, the, and it's interesting. The um, so twelve months ago, my wife went and did. Um, uh, bridge and uh, an extreme leadership. So basically up in the Gold Coast with uh, Preston and, and Alexi Panos. And Wa was her coach. So Watini was her coach. Yeah. And I remember as part of that group, they had to, as part of that weekend, they had to work at a fundraiser and their fundraiser was men's medicine. And I think uh, Lino was there. 
as well. Yep. And uh, and so I'm like, what's this men's medicine stuff? And so I jumped on, I looked at it, like, oh my God, how good is this? And I'm like, yeah, I'm the same. I'm like, as soon as I saw that on that weekend, um, and I did um, Unleash the Beast you know, a couple of weekends later, but before I did Unleash the Beast, I'm like, I've got to find out about this men's medicine stuff. I've got to see if they're doing stuff in Melbourne and I really want to connect. And, and it was just, yeah, the fact of the, just that support that they were offering men, you know, and the power behind what they were doing. Yeah, my, my, my first experience on it, it was a pivotal moment for me. It, it changed um, my whole perspective, my whole, I guess, consciousness had changed and I came back with, uh, I guess, a whole lot of weight lifted off my shoulders and um, it actually made me realise that, you know, we're all going through the same shit and um, you're not the only one. And and that's what it so so it actually made me feel like I was a normal man, you know. I was I was I wasn't crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the whole thing. Yeah, as men, we just we do we actually isolate ourselves and go, you know, like I must be the only one going through this, and, and why would any other man want to be bothered about the problems I'm going through? Um, and, and then, you know, like what you're doing with, with uh, men and what you've done with men's medicine, you open up that space for, to men to get together and go, Oh, thank fuck. Like we've all got problems, but, but everyone's here to hold me and support me. And it's such a beautiful feeling. Yeah, that's it. And it's a place of no judgment as well. And just, just to mention, I I wanted to thank Watini and Leno, especially because, you know, if they if they weren't holding those sort of spaces, um, I don't think I'd be where I am today, and I don't think I'll be alive. Or, you know, things could have been worse for me. So, um, big huge thank you to those two because um, they've helped um, not only other people's growth, but mine in particular has you know, there's a big there's a big uh, big love out to those two boys. So, yeah, and and that's beautiful, man. Because I remember. I think on one of the walks that men's medicine did, it might have been about 50 men, and they went through this exercise of, you know, hands up those who had suicide thoughts, 12 months, six months, three months, and worked their way down. And it was actually how many people had a suicide thought before turning up this morning, like within within an hour. And it was, I think, from memory, four men stood there. And it was like, and then for them to turn around and see everyone else go, we want you alive and, and you're here for us. But to, for the fact that four men thought about not turning up like just to that session, but they did and are probably still alive now because of that session. Um, the power and that's huge. So so where were you in relation to that? Because, you know, we, we spoke about, you know, as part of the intro that you were one of the men that did struggle with, with those suicide thoughts. So, you know, where, where was that for you at that point in time? Uh, so at the time I was going through a toxic relationship and obviously, um, you know, a lot of that stuff stems from my childhood and not knowing, I guess, yeah, not, not, not having my, my father there or having the support I needed at the time, uh, to help navigate myself through these sort of issues and um, what was coming up for me during that time in my relationships and my relationships, it's not just my relationships with my, the partner I was currently with, but also relationships with my father, relationships with, you know, my friends and males. I, um, it led to uh, something that revealed to me was that I, I didn't really trust people because of, um, you know, obviously in my past, a lot of people had left me 
Mm. I had that fear of, you know, losing people. And um, I sort of trust people. So that, that yeah, just diving deep into that um, sort of made me realise a shitload about, you know, why I was behaving the way I was. And, um, and then, yeah, obviously you start feeling that self-worth, um, you know, you lose your self-worth because you you spend so much time in your relationships and giving everything without giving anything to yourself as well. So, yeah, I just, yeah, that's, that's sort of where, where that happened. So, so there's some pretty important points that you've sort of, you've touched on there, which is, um, yeah, I think, yeah, a lot of term is around that codependence, but for, for me, it's actually about, you know, losing your, you're actually attaching your complete dependence into somebody else. And, and, and that's where you, you attach your self-worth to. And, you know, yep. I see that in some of the other, uh, online men's Facebook groups I'm in, you know, like they, you know, just the comments about, you know, she left me and now I'm out of here and, you know, I'm, I'm no longer. And it's like the amount of people who they just, yeah, they just postly detach from themselves and their whole life is about, you know, I love my dog, but I'm not going to change if my dog left, right? You've got to learn these things. Like you see, like it's, 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 it's a dog, it's the work. It's, <laughs> that's why people get so absorbed in work or their relationship or their family or their football club or everything else because they define who they are by those external elements. Not taking the time to come back and say, how about I define who I am as an individual? Um, I don't know if you ever read uh, Man Uncivilized. It's a book by the guy, guy by the name of Trevor Bohm. And one of the things he puts in there is the one thing that men must know that if everybody else left them, that they will be okay. That deep down that you are confident enough in who you are, that you will still be okay. And and that was a pretty powerful thing for me to understand. It's not about isolating myself, but knowing that you can continue to move on as long as you find out who you are first, and then you can move forward from there. Beautiful. Yeah, I must read that one. Um, but like you said there, um, I've just just over the you know obviously the past year or so, being being in this work, um, I've I've learned that you know you know putting yourself first isn't um, what do they call it selfish, and that, yeah. that putting yourself first isn't necessarily you know giving yourself every hour of the day. It's more so you know obviously it could be a morning routine, it could be you know training, it could be anything that makes you feel good. And that, you know, you're not giving everything to everyone else before you're giving to yourself. So I guess it's that filling your own cup up before you're filling up other people's. That's something I've learned, you know, across. It's a, it's a major point for me that, yeah, it's a big learning for me, doing that first. Yeah, and look, it's it's. I definitely see you, and that's the good thing about it, that there's a difference between people who I think – talk to that and there are people who put those actions into place you know and and i see you know i see you putting that action into place because i do see that you know you've done differing you know whether it be push-up challenges or burpee challenges or meditation practices or breathwork practices now you do them i feel for you to start with but you're happy to invite other men to join you while you're doing it so it's like if i'm filling my cup feel free to come along and fill yours at the same time as opposed to you're standing there running them on behalf of everybody else and then you're walking away and go, hang on a minute, my cup is still, you know, empty. <laughs> and and um, I guess that's, yeah, it's a, it's a big thing, you know, doing things for yourself, experiencing everything on your own before you're 
you know, letting anyone else know you should do this. And, you know, I do it because, you know, I feel it. And whatever I feel or whatever comes up for me during those sessions, um, I'm able to understand what other people are going through as well. Yeah, absolutely. So let's take half a step back. So um, born New Zealand? Yeah, born in uh, Central North Island. A uh, place called Turangi. It's it's yeah. It's just pr- pretty much the centre of New Zealand. Okay. Um, and, and so, um, Islander background, Maori background. Yeah, Maori, Maori descendant. Yep, definitely. Yep. I always get. Is it Maori? <laughs> I, 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 us, us Australians cannot say. We say Maori, Maori, but we we'll probably get it totally wrong. Oh. Man, so I apologise. Apologies needed there. So is it Maori? Maori, yeah, Maori, yeah. Multi, yeah, yep. cool. So, um, and you spoke about your father. So, I'm just interested. Where is that at? Like, because you've healed, is there is there something that you've been able to work through with him on that, or you've been able to now go? I'm very comfortable where I am now, and I'm I'm moving forward. What if, if, oh, you, if you're happy to go there? Yeah, I'm. I'm now I'm happy to go there. Um, it's funny you say that because that was a huge major thing for me growing up. Like as a teenager, as a as a young man, like just I guess every like every man or every young young person, um, you know, sees their some people are different, you know, uh, sees their father as a as a somebody you look up to. So I always looked up to my cousins, my uncles, and but I always felt like there was this 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 disconnection or, or there was something missing in my life. And um, that piece of the puzzle was was my father and healing that relationship with my father. And I think I, I, I don't know if anyone has seen, um, not many people have seen that video, but there's a video that I um, I chucked in the men's medicine clothes group uh, a while back. And it was a video I sent to my dad to just explaining, you know, my journey and that, you know, I was going through a lot of shit and I felt like I wasn't supported. But I knew it wasn't his fault. Um, you know, I knew that he was only given the tools that he was given when he was, you know, probably my age or even even younger. And, you know, it wasn't his fault that he couldn't, you know, help me through what I was going through now. I sort of had to, you know, navigate my own self through through all of this and learn. Um, yeah, just learn that, that, you know, it's not their fault either. So... I, I, cause I honestly, I blamed a lot of my shit on him. Like all, all, you know, everything I was doing wrong, I was blaming him, you know, like, Oh fuck, it's your fault. You know, on the way I am these days, cause you weren't there for me. But little did I know, I always had my mum there, you know, side by side all the way through, you know, my, my childhood to, you know, my adult life to yeah. me. So I didn't really need my dad because I still had that support, but I felt like I was missing something until I learned, um, I guess, I learned how to how to heal myself and then, I guess, reflect. Uh, you learn you learn a shitload that, you know, you're, you're, you're okay where you are. And I accepted that. I accepted that, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I didn't actually need him. But yeah. at the same time, I still wanted to build a relationship with him and I still loved him. Because mm. so that's where that was. Ah, 
Uh, thanks, Chairman, because that's, I, I think, again, you've touched on some really key elements there is that we get to a point in our life and we, we can make a choice. We can continue to look back and blame, you know, those father figures or, you know, those uncles or whatever it is that we thought that let us down for who we are and where we got to. Or we can realize, well, we are still here and we got to them, not in spite of them, but we, we have arrived here and that we can now determine our own destiny so we could you know we can continue to blame them for every little thing that goes wrong and we can go well actually i'm now an adult and i now have my life and i can actually define my life and i can move forward but i i love the last thing the other thing that you spoke about which was just having a complete understanding that they didn't know any different either that's it yeah that's the whole thing it's not like they it's not like they grew up with a rule book and then when we were born, they fucking threw it out and didn't give it to us, right? <laughs> like so many people go, you fucked up my life. And it's like, hang on, they never had the rule book either, right? And, and you know, I, I had something similar with my dad. In, like my dad's dad was in the Gallipoli War, right? He came back a broken man. And so my dad had no emotion, no direction, no love. Like his dad loved him, but he he was seven years younger than his um, than his sister above him, right? So he had this isolated life. Yeah. He did not know any different. And so then he didn't go, well, fuck off. You should have done all this as a dad. He's like, seriously? Like, you know, um, he did what he did with what he was given. Yeah. And I can now, I can choose to whether I, I be the same dad as he is or whether I can now be a completely yeah. different person. And that's something that I've sort of been manifesting into my life is that, you know, if uh, I don't, I don't want my, you know, when I have kids or, you know, when I bring a family into this world, I don't want them to go through the same things I go through. So it's about breaking that generational trauma and, you know, diving deep into your shit so that when you bring somebody into this world, you're able to be, be able to, you know, hold space for them when they need to be held or to love them the way that you wanted to be loved. So. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Spoiler. For me. Um, yeah. There's no regrets, but I would love to be in this space where you are now to where I am. Like my kids are 23 and 20 and I've already put trauma into them and I know it and I see it because, you know, I, 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 I'm with them all the time. And so I can only apologize that I, I could have done better or I could have known better and then we can actually move forward. And with my daughter, our relationship is super strong because that's going really well. I know there's work to do with my son. Um, he's still very closed off. But, yeah, being in a position where – you, you, you've removed or healed prior to having kids. It's such a beautiful position because you, you're not bringing stuff into that relationship with your kids. And, yeah. and that's, that's just a beautiful position to be in. Definitely, yeah. I think, and, you know, I'm not saying that I'm perfect because I know we all still go, go through shit. No matter how much work you do, you're always going to have triggers. You're always going to yeah. have, I guess, something come up. And um, but it's just a matter of having tools, and that's something that um, men's medicine and the men have definitely helped me with obtain new tools, and it's it's made me sort of do my own research and find out other tools that can that can, that I can attach to my belt and um, use use in this world, and obviously be able to share that with others and share it with my family too, um, which is a massive thing for me. Yeah, and so the, the thing is that how I see you now is um, I see you as a, as a beautiful leader um, in, in what you're doing. And for me, a leader is about 
again, not the words, it's about the action you take. So you lead by example. So, you know, when, whenever we've turned up to Ormond Point, you, you've had some beautiful, it's like meditation music to listen to or, or people talking through abundance, you know, meditation stuff and just being able to, I remember one we went to and, and it was just this amazing music and this guy just talking through all these elements and we all had eyes closed and the sun was setting. I mean, it was cold as fuck, but... <laughs> It was, um, it was, but we all just sat there and it was just this wonderful, beautiful, you know, thing, but but that's, you lead by doing those sorts of things. Yeah, I I definitely felt that moment too. I I felt that um, just sitting there and I was, I was taking in everything just as much as everybody else was just the the sun was setting and just the words that, that, you know, that, that sort of meditation and was, was speaking into, um, I felt every word and every moment. So I I usually practice things that I feel, if that makes sense. Like yeah. I run through a heap of stuff in the mornings, in my mornings, and um, just look, just search anything and sort of go for it and, and see if it, see what comes up for me during that that session. And if something does does hit me, then I then I then I realize like, man, I'm sure somebody else will feel something out of this. So we'll see how it goes and uh, give it a test drive. And yeah, no, it definitely it definitely worked. So. Yeah, that, that was so. Let's talk through what does a morning look like for you, because I think this is where people, as we as we go on the journey and with self development, and there's plenty of literature and books out there. But you know, I I was never a morning person personally. It's like I I would sleep to the maximum I could to then be able to get up to be able to minimize the amount of time it took from you know getting to the office. I'm now the other way. I'm like how much time can I spend in the morning, you know, doing me stuff. So, so what does it look like for you? Because I know you guys do some, cause you're construction, you, you start early. So you guys have a very early start, but yeah, let's talk to that. Um, so my mornings, they used to be filled with a lot of, I guess, things, you know, and felt like a to-do list almost because, you know, I don't know. I filled it up with like, you know, meditation, breath work, cold showers, journaling the works it was it was it was crazy and then um i learned that i was only giving probably five percent or ten percent to all these different things and i pretty much just simplified everything back to back to the basics like making my bed making my bed you know taking a cold shower doing some breath and that that was it and actually my morning start well, I start my weeks on a Sunday. I get everything organised because I'm, I don't, I don't know. I'm just oh, that's the way I operate. <laughs> I, yeah, I start everything on a Sunday. Pretty much prep my lunches and clothes and everything. I think because when you're, I guess leading leading men at work as well. Um, you know, I hate being behind the eight ball. I sort of, I sort of like being ahead and um, being organised. And then, and just just those little small things help help me navigate myself with you know through you know it could be you never know how bad the day can be because every day changes in our in our industry and well for people that know our industry it's a it's a high pressure high stress um, industry especially if you're managing or you know only because of the deadlines and um, I guess you know there's a lot of money involved in and meeting deadlines. Yes. So yeah, you have to sort of be really on, I guess on point. If you're not, then you sort of, you struggle. 
in that industry. I think that's where a lot of people's issues come from is in our industry is, you know, taking on a lot of that pressure and stress and not having an outlet, you know, other than drinking piss. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, all drugs. All drugs, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Learning, like you know, I, I do. I do the tools when I need it. Like if I say, if I've had a you know a, a rough encounter with a, with a client, and um, I, I'll the next day I'll go home and do some breath work and let let a bit of shit out because yeah. you know obviously we didn't see eye to eye, but the next day I'll come in fresh and, and just be like, oh hey, you know, back to grounded and, and centered, and I'm able to have a normal conversation with them without you know anything getting heated and I think that's something I've learned like even in my career as a steel fixer um, being able to be calm being able to be grounded has helped me a lot more this year um, more than anything and I feel like I've excelled more and grown more as a as a worker um, in my industry by being able to learn and do those things now yeah, I, and but again, um, I, I'm completely aligned with, with, with everything you're saying. Um, if, if I'm still doing stuff after 6 p.m. on a Sunday night, like, you know, the, the old triggers and the anxieties kick in. It's sort of like my same thing. My week starts from about 6 o'clock on a Sunday night, which is then I can have dinner, I can relax, you know, and then I can actually move myself into the rest of the week, you know. So that's, you know, all the domestics done and everything else because then I can actually sit in, Get to a calm mindset before the start of the week, and and being able to run through it. And for me, I think that's that's a really good trait of a just a grounded man who who's not living his life in chaos and panic. He's actually got structure. He's solid. He's grounded. He's got the structure. He knows what he needs to do. He gets his stuff done. Yeah. And, and and all the stuff you talk to is exactly is exactly just that. And um, and, and you're right. I think having those um. There's a thing about like get over it, but I think the question is more about it's like get through it, yeah. like have have the tools to don't don't get over it because that's suppressing it, but have the tools to say how do you get through it? And I um I used to dwell on things for ages, oh, and, and, and you know like they would sit with you. I'll give an example as early as yesterday, right? I'm, I'm putting up some Christmas lights, and and I'm pulling just pulling this light trying to get through a little clip. And I pulled too hard and I broke basically the wire, like for the Christmas lights. And, and I'm like, fuck it. And my wife's there. She's like, it's okay. I said, it's okay. Like that was just me releasing. Yeah. And then the good thing about it was like, cool. I actually know a little bit about electrics, you know, background in, in electricity and everything else. So it's cool. Strip back the wire, got the two wire bits, joined them up together, put a bit of electrical tape on it. That should fix the problem. And I moved on and I was done. Whereas previously, like I'd be still shitty today about it. <laughs> <laughs> like you know yeah. how silly I was and all those self-talk things but I'm like I'm in such a different space now where I actually worked through it I understood the trigger I understood that previously my previous um behaviors would have me cursing and swearing and throwing stuff and I'm like oh so I fucked up you know okay I can fix the problem and now I'm going to move forward and I'm good I worked through it yeah, and, and that's and I think a lot of it, eh, it comes down to understanding what you're actually doing or what you're actually going through, and 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 it's sometimes even when I'm you know with clients, I I I just sometimes be like fuck, you know, oh sorry man, I was wrong, like I am wrong, you know, and I accept that, and mm. work through things a lot smoother, and and if they can accept, 
And sometimes it's even about, you know, telling people like you're doing a good job, like telling them they're doing a good job as well because that helps them, you know, build a better relationship with you so you can communicate better as as humans because I find in our industry, man, a lot of – you'll come across a lot of major massive egos or – but it's all about bringing them back down and trying to – so you're equally on the same – same page without you know saying look I'm not I'm not here for you know I'm not I'm not here to sort of I guess step on you or step on your toes because in our industry there's a huge massive ego sort of thing going on but um it'd be cool it'd be cool to see like in the future a lot of a lot more men diving into this so that we can you know have 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 these conversations because I feel like a lot of it is you know obviously there's a lot of pressure a lot of stress. And I feel like they, you know, they might have shit going on outside of outside of us. So that's why I never judge, like judge people, or never, um, yeah. I sort of don't try and dive into having a big argument or whatever. Just let them vent and then move move forward. Because I know I've done it before myself. You know, I I fucking I vent sometimes as well, and just and let it pass. Yes, yeah. And the key about that is that it's actually not a personal attack against you. It's actually shit going on with them, and you're spot on. It's, it's so we we often take someone having a crack at us as a personal attack, but yeah. we we forget to understand that you know um, we talk about filling the cup, but there's also I talk about my view is people have an emotional capacity, and some people because they're not releasing the underlying emotions, yeah. that that just becomes a volcano, right? And at any point in time, it couldn't. It could have been something that's been happening for three months, mm. but on that day something didn't work, and that's when the volcano exploded. But it happened to explode at you, right? Yeah, yeah you have yeah, on the firing line at the time. So, yeah, and definitely I, I understand that now. Before I used to be the person that would like, you know, or be back and forth sort of thing. You know, like I'd be like, "Why haven't they got before?" But now I just understand that you know they're just venting, and you never know what's going on in their life. So. You know, you let, you let, just let them be. It's okay. Yeah. It's not yours to hold. It's not yours to wear. It's it's their own stuff, and it's okay. Yeah, and, and I think that's that's a really important thing for for a lot of guys to understand because you know, guys who are definitely very testosterone driven and yeah. you know, as you said, very ego driven, and you know what the fuck's going on, and I'm a better man. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not in the construction industry, but but having worked in the electricity industry, I dealt with a lot of guys, you know, in the trucks on the lines, you know, out in the field and and, and everything else. But 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 I'm in the corporate industry, right? Fucking egos are just they're they're, they're big, oh, yeah. but it, it just it shows up differently. Yeah, in that corporate space as it does in the construction space. I, I feel there's a lot more, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but in the construction space, people are a bit more willing to you know just tell people to fuck off and and language and a bit more, it may be slightly aggressive, yeah. whereas in the corporate space, it's really passive aggressive, like it's smart asses and it's. Uh, it's egotistical putting down comments and, and, and all that sort of stuff. No, I agree. I agree. I think, yeah, our, our, it's the nature of our industry. I mean, it's always going to be that way. But if you can change your crew and your and design, you know, I guess your alignment with clients to the way you like things, I think they get a better, like, a better presentation when you finish a job and they're like, man, I like working with that guy. He's, you know, he's sweet. He's 
you know, he's relaxed. He just wants to get the job done and there's no drama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so let's talk to, to, to you and your crew. What is there what are you doing like with your crew to to so so outside of you to actually help them, you know, come along the path or come along a journey and, and be to a point, you know, actually being calm and relaxed and in a really good space while while working. Yeah, I think it starts at the top eh, and everything trickles down. So if you're high stressed and high, I guess if you panic a lot. I think the boys will feel that tension and they'll feel that stress. But if you sort of just, you know, you navigate your way through these, these, I guess, adversity in the job and you just sort of persevere. And um, I think it all works out the way it should be. And it always does. Mm. Um, you know, occasionally I get I get a little bit of pressure and I, I sort of stress a little bit, but I've always learned that you know, the end product is always going to be, you know, the way it should be. And um, yeah, and just just touching on that, that that leads to, uh, to be honest, when I first started doing this 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 work, I guess the self development stuff, um, a lot of the boys were afraid afraid to speak to me, right? Because <laughs> they thought I was like a spiritual, you know, it's just that type of yeah. So I mean, as as time went by, um, they sort of sort of sort of knew that, like, man, I'm still my, I'm still myself. But the spiritual side isn't really, you know, it's not really spiritual. It's more just working on yourself. And I think just having an understanding on that, they didn't really understand it at the time because the only things they would have seen me do was like screaming or doing breath work or, you know, things like that, the primal scream or stuff like that. Yeah. They've seen that side of it, but not realizing the stuff that you get out of it is, yeah, a lot of hidden gems. So, yeah, yeah. I, and I think we, we, we joked the other day when we had a chat was that when people start on self-development and they start in spiritual, people convert that into, you know, we're, we're like the um, born-again Christians. You know, like we're going to go knocking on doors and, you know, and, and say he's the saviour and all this sort of stuff. But you're right. It's actually it's, it's just about being more grounded and more connected to yeah, and more, more open aware to what's going on around you. So absolutely. Yeah. I think just, just as recent, um, man, well, the boys are a lot more easier you know, going with me. They, they, they're happy to have these conversations now without feeling, I guess, the stress and, and worry like, Oh, like, is he going to tell me to come to one of these walks or, <laughs> come and tell me to do these meditation things and now i sort of look at it as it's just the open invite uh, and they always say oh man i want to come down and do these walks i want to come down and do some of these these meditation sessions and all that and i'm just like bro it's a you know it'll happen when it happens there's no rush not no rush to do this stuff i mean when you're ready you're ready yeah, it's, yeah. yeah never, and i think yeah i think that's a key thing that people just feel that that's it's them at their own time and, and, and absolutely, you know, it's just a, an open invitation. And as I said at the start, anytime I've, I've come down and I've just, it's just been so cool because, you know, that I think people feel it's like, you know, working into a happy clappy or a woo woo sort of thing. It's actually guys, it's actually guys just sitting around having a conversation about, Hey man, how you doing? Are you actually going okay? And if someone wants to open up about, Hey, look, here's some things that I'm, I'm sitting with. And it's not about someone whinging and bitching about what's going on in their life. It's actually just about feeling that you're held and that you're that 
people have actually got your back and that, that they are actually what you would call your true true brothers, yeah. you know, and, and that they love you irregardless of what shit's going on or what's happened around you. It's just an instant, we just love you, man, because you're already perfect who you are. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's learning, like, the good thing about those spaces too, it's learning perspective, eh? Mm. Like, learning other people's perspective and, and it helps you understand what you're going through because they could be naturally going through the same thing at the same time. So, yeah, you just you, you learn something new. I, I man, me, me personally, I'm learning every day, regardless of how much work I'm doing on myself. And I think that's a key thing in the, in the work. As long as you're learning, you're growing. Oh, a- a- absolutely. And the thing is, it's actually when that little piece of pain or that little bubble comes up that the learning <laughs> is. I'm not going to avoid it. I'm just going to. I'm going to listen to it and and understand. Hey, what what is actually happening in that space? And and go. Oh. That's an interesting thing and and work through it. And then that's also when the growth comes out of it because you go, oh, here's where I'm not showing up or here's where I'm not leaning in hard enough or, you know, or, and those sorts of things. Yeah, definitely. This, I guess it's leaning into all the edges and um, feeling everything. It, that's, that's, that's a major thing for me. Just, you know, I used to suppress a lot of it, sort of just walk up like, you know, I'll, I'll have things I'll do, just keep busy. That That's my thing. That's how I suppress. That's how I used to suppress things. Just get busy and do stuff, do something that that gets rid of it. But you know, when you're sort of sitting and sitting with yourself in bed and stuff like that, that's when everything sort of just moves in your mind. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a, it's a yeah, funny thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think yeah. Before we kicked off, you talked about you're a guy that um, I think you talked about like you're an active recovery guy. Like you always feel like you're having to do something, but that's your recovery. <laughs> But this weekend, you've actually given yourself permission yeah, to yeah. actually just sit and and just be and actually do nothing and let yourself just purely recover. And I think that that's a really good place to be in. Oh, definitely. Um, man, a few months ago or I guess, yeah, a year ago, I would be beating myself up, you know, telling myself all these bad things, you know, that, that negative self-talk sort of stuff, you know, like, man, you're useless. You're, you know, what are you doing? You should be. That, that type of stuff. Yeah. But um, nah, I think I've just learned to enjoy life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. So let's talk let's talk a little bit about amend, where where amends at at the moment. Um, because look, I again I love the group. My daughter's now done, she did Queen Warrior and she's now doing, I think, Line in the Sand with um with, with a couple of guys and you know we're, we're hooked in with a six by six group and it's it's just such a beautiful amazing group led by Watine. yeah so it's, let, let's talk through that because you're one of the core leaders down here so um what's happening with amend and you know uh at the moment uh we're sort of just working with the restrictions and working with like obviously we were working with what was going on COVID. obviously melbourne was probably one of the worst as you as you know yourself yep um but yeah at the moment, we're, things are still in the in the pipeline. We do have a few walks sort of lined up and workshops um, early next year, which the dates will probably come out online uh, for those that probably want to be involved and, and want to touch base with that. But at the same time, we do have um, men holding, uh, a few core, core group uh, members holding uh, online spaces, uh, breath work, meditation, uh, for those for those men that that enjoy a bit of yoga, there's there's, there's yoga there. Yep. Um, 
and also we do have some up and coming um, sun sunset and um, sunrise catch ups uh, morning sessions, um, and those will to, those, those will be confirmed uh, very soon. Uh, we'll probably get we'll probably get one in before the end of the year anyway. So we're just working with the guidelines. Yeah, um, I think we can have. Is it up to fifty people in an outdoor space now? So you know, it's, uh, at the time we're just working with the guidelines of um, what we could do, but. Yep. Looking a bit brighter here in Melbourne, so I'm looking to you know connecting more with all the men and yeah, that's it. Awesome. I, and to be honest, I I can't. I actually can't wait to get back there. <laughs> um, you know, I, I can't wait to get back up to, to Auburn Point and just uh, catch up. So, yeah, I've been keeping an eye for when the next uh, sun sets on and uh, definitely going to fully commit in to, to be able to catch up with, with all the beautiful men. Um, so if anyone's actually looking, the, just look up Amend Movement, so A-M-E-N-D Movement. Um, it, it's a beautiful, amazing, and it's just not a men's only. There's actually – is also uh, for females as well. So this is um, for both um, – Man, female, and nondescript. So if you if you don't align to either gender and, and you're nondescript and you want to join in, then just come on board. Um, the spaces that get held for people and, and the growth and development that people go through is just completely immense. And as I said, you know they have men's workshops. Uh, I think it's called King Warrior. They have a Queen's Warrior and then some other, other things. Um, certainly next year when when the Melbourne walks on, um, on the basis that I'm not working. Um, I think last year you held it and it's the only one day that I couldn't make. But, um, you know, uh, to do that experience is, is definitely on my, my to-do list. So once we get, once you get that up and going, I'm definitely going to be there. Yeah, no, yeah, you should. Um, and it's everyone else out there if they feel called. There's, there's definitely a space there for for you to be held, to be seen, and to be loved, and to you know, it's a place of no, no judgment. So, and I'm I'm pretty sure there's a lot of men there that can speak. I guess you know, for the work itself and their own personal development can probably much speak for itself. So, if you're interested, definitely head down there and check out the websites and all the rest. Absolutely. So, um, so I think yeah, let, let's uh, look to to wrap this up. You've been very generous with your time, and and I'd love the the chance for us to to reconnect again and, and have a bit of a chat. So, um, yeah, just because this is about you, you know, yourself, your journey, but also you know, uh, to give permission to other men. So what would be you know some thoughts or just some you know some ending views that uh, men who are listening to this and go, oh shit, I've really aligned or I felt called to this. What 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 would you Tell them. Oh, just, yeah. Don't be afraid to give anything a go. Um, I guess you don't know until you, until you, until you try, I guess. Um, yeah, just, you know, it seems a bit freaky at the start and and you think it's a bit fucking, you know, I like guess spiritual, but it's not It's not really as bad as it seems. And um, this is speaking from somebody that's fucking in a macho industry and... Uh, you know, it's 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 fucking. It's that's not a bad thing to look to, to look after yourself and to look deep inside yourself and figure out what the fuck's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I think that's I think that's one of the best summaries I've actually had. So I love that. So, um, so thanks, Matt. Look, um, I think we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Um, I loved, as I said, just chatting to you again. You were definitely one of the, the first on the list. I know that we tried to do this earlier in the year and, and, and you fell unwell. Um, and, and so it was great that we've been able to, to reschedule it in and uh, get you part of uh, season one of the, the Unearthed Man podcast. So thanks for coming on board, man. You mind if I do a disability? Thank you to everybody. Um, for you. Go for it, man.
I'd like to thank you for for actually dropping me into this podcast um, at Startles and Too Keen. But <laughs> like I said, I'm more the backbone. I like doing the work behind the scenes. But um, no, I appreciate your time. Uh, I just want to appreciate my partner, um, my family, and um, our movement for you know helping me. I guess change change my life. So appreciate it. Oh, and I, and I appreciate myself too for showing up every day. <laughs> Beautiful man, I, I love I love that ending. So again, th- thanks for coming on board. You, you, you're such a beautiful, loving, warm uh, man, and you know I'm really looking forward to continuing the building, you know, a relationship with you as as we move forward, and uh, and and any space we can open up for other men, let's let's continue to do that. So take care, um, enjoy the rest of your day, um, make sure it's nice and chilled and relaxed, and you and I'll uh, definitely chat again soon. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. See ya. So that was uh, an amazing conversation with with Boshan. As you can see, he's just a really cool, chilled, uh, beautiful guy, um, and he's like a number of the men out there. It's uh, you know he's had past traumas, he's had some tough life, but. There's a point where you sit there and go, fuck it, time to take control of my own life and, you know, and just open up my heart, learn to trust others and, and know that those who are meant to be in my life are meant to be in the life and, yeah, I can trust and, and share the love and, you know, and that's what I've found every time I catch up with him. He's just, just an awesome, beautiful guy and we have some great conversations. So anyway, so that's uh, that's a wrap for episode 26 of The Unearthed Man. As I said, if you're looking for me, Instagram, Facebook, or um, LinkedIn and uh, I'm doing a bit of work but you can also jump on to theunearthedman.com the website is sort of in build mode but certainly it's currently available if you want to jump on and start to look around so that's it for me Um, take care um, look after yourselves and it's been a beautiful conversation so sending you much love and peace The Unearthed Man